right at the beginning. It's okay. It's a nervous laughter. It's a great I way think. to start a podcast. Oh, I know. <laughs> Just breaking the gain already. Or noise gate or whatever it's called. Yeah. Still learning. Still learning. We'll never stop learning. No. And also, if you guys want to start a podcast, especially if you're going to have two hosts, do your research. <laughs> <laughs> you probably didn't have to go as so hard as we did. <laughs> no i think that we went way too hard you we, could probably just get away with it on two iphones and be just fine yeah just like <laughs> record yourself through your airpods and you'd be good but no we took a visit to guitar center and spent too much money er and spent a little too much time on google <laughs> on how to how to record the best podcast well and troubleshooting too like yeah that's true because we have really bad luck well i have really bad luck and yeah so we literally messed around recording for hours last night just to make sure everything worked sit down to record the podcast today and tell me why it's cutting in and out (laughs) well it hasn't so far so don't be saying that yeah don't be saying this on a spooky podcast either we don't need those vibes i know i have this but i have a backpack leaned against uh christina's wall we're at christina's house Mm -hmm. and we haven't introduced ourselves so (laughs) (laughs) What a fantastic way. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm Christina. Yeah. And I'm Nikki. And this is our podcast. Yeah. Paranormal Uniflora. But <laughs> And we're best friends. And we've experienced a lot of crazy things together. Scary things, cool things, crazy things. Uh, we've been friends since we were like two. Yeah. Because our cousins were originally friends. They uh-huh. ended in a disaster, but we don't have to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I always tell people that we've been friends for long enough to like when we were throwing blocks at each other's heads i don't know why that because <laughs> we literally were yeah i know well and i don't know why like that's what i tell people i'm like yeah my best friend we've been friends since we were two like old enough to throw blocks at each other and that's probably a line i've said a lot yeah well we definitely have been friends for a very long time yeah we have you, you guys will find out we have endless amounts of stories yeah well we're 23 now so you can imagine we've yeah. known each other for literally 21 years <laughs> yeah the majority of our life we've yeah. known each other like an, an uh, entirely the too majority long of, time. of our memorable lives because you know you have a part of your life that right. you just don't remember mm-hmm. usually like your memories start i think when you're like one or well, two i don't know when your memories actually officially start but i know well and if you're anything like me you don't remember any part of your childhood we were together in like the part of my childhood i don't remember and then also the part of my teenagers that i do well and it's like the parts that we do remember but we have repressed heavily right because of trauma right well i think most people maybe remember (laughs) when they were like seven or eight not me not that we have any kind of insane trauma but you have a healthy amount of trauma your whole life yeah no like like we're very fortunate yeah for sure but also unfortunate in some ways too yeah yeah so that's our intro um what i was saying though about the the backpack Oh, yeah. <laughs> the backpack. Okay, so already starting off. I don't know if it's a ghost. I mean, it's probably just... Wait, I also had a water bottle in there. Water bottle. <laughs> water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I also had a water bottle in the backpack, so it could be that. Um, But it just fell over. While we were having issues, by the way, with our microphones. Which they seem to be working perfectly now. Yeah, they're good. But, so, you know, knock on wood. Solid. Well, today's episode, we're going to be talking about skinwalkers and wendigos yes the verses between them because oftentimes they're confused for being interchangeable with one another however they both have kind of different backgrounds and kind of histories and how they came about 
and who what they actually are mm-hmm. and their origins are different I don't yeah think, i don't think most people know that no so we have some stories mm-hmm. and disclaimer if you can hear dogs in the background christina has three big dogs and they are currently playing slash fighting outside of the office door they want to just love nikki yeah <laughs> yeah they um can hear us talking in here and they're not okay with it and we're obviously not gonna let them in here they'd probably knock over everything but just letting you know yeah, we're streaming on a couch right well we both have dogs so no matter where we're recording there's gonna be dogs oh yeah 100 percent, and people okay. so. yeah yeah so anyway we're not a professional with like a studio we're literally no. a startup <laughs> <laughs> we're a start- yeah episode one wouldn't you guess yeah for sure we didn't have enough money to buy an office space yet sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> to our family listening <laughs> <laughs> to all two people <laughs> okay but anyways so skinwalkers and wendigos yes and stay tuned i have potentially a skinwalker story that i'll tell in the end um that actually happened pretty recently a lot of my stories are going to be from like childhood and from family but yeah fairly recently in my new house so stay tuned for that um so since I had a skinwalker story, I'm going to be talking about skinwalkers, and Christina will cover Wendigos. Yes. So we'll just jump right into it. I don't have much experience, but I have, like, some little things here and there where I'm like, could that have been? But, you know, everything's up for interpretation, so. Yeah. Of what could have been, or there was a debunk that probably could have happened, you know. Right, well, that's how mine was, too. It yeah. was like, I, I don't, I mean, it probably wasn't a skinwalker, but the fact that it happened and the first thing I thought was, oh, a skinwalker, that was kind of weird. Yeah. So, anyways. Okay, you guys. So, let's just dive right into skinwalkers. Um, it's a legend that originates from the Navajo people. Uh, recently, probably you've heard um, of the Skinwalker Ranch. So, it's received a lot of attention from the Skinwalker Ranch up in Utah, um, which I'll get into a lot later. It has Navajo origins. And the Navajo people, it seems like they have a different kind of, I don't know, versions of the skinwalker and how they come about. So they can start with a witch, a medicine man, or basically they believe, or some, I mean, from what I have on my research. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that's a disclaimer, by the way. As I know, a lot of things that we're going to be talking about are like pretty sensitive things. Um, Everything that we're going to tell you we found on the internet, if it's not right, we'd love to hear some suggestions or corrections um and because yeah, we literally don't know shit <laughs> right yeah we're little internet warriors we're out here on the internet fighting for our lives getting this information <laughs> yeah, yeah i know going through several articles and well skinwalkers you never know like what you know yeah because skinwalkers and wendigos well skinwalkers especially is such right. like a big popular topic yeah that there's so much research that's probably been like fucked with yeah hash like out. on the internet like you can't trust wikipedia because anybody can go in there and edit it yeah so yeah. like a lot of my information didn't come from wikipedia i tried to avoid that yeah no i did just because of like people fucking with information like that exactly i didn't do any any wiki kind of things but yeah i just wanted to disclaimer that on both of our ends so back to what i'm saying so they have different origins from the Nav- navajos so it can either be a witch that turns into a skinwalker a medicine man that kind of went down the wrong path that can turn into a skinwalker or apparently they just believe anyone that kind of goes against social transgressions and like breaking of tribal taboos and things uh can cause them to become a skinwalker the thing i found most interesting and what i covered was the witch if i went into all three we'd probably be here all day so yeah for sure (laughs) so um 
And the Navajo culture, a skinwalker is a type of harmful witch who has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's some Scooby-Doo shit right there. <laughs> They're pretty terrifying. <laughs> um, so, just so you know, the Navajo are part of a larger culture area, according to the internet, um, that includes the Pueblo people, the Apache, the Hopi, and the Ute. Um, and I'm pretty sure the Navajo was just a name that, like, the Spanish gave them. Yeah. Yeah, so so they were all different indigenous tribes, but the well, Navajo. all the names that we have for, is just like, Native Americans is, like, gave them. most of them, like, yeah. And the Other Europeans. people gave them. Right. It wasn't necessarily what they identified as. Okay. But, yeah. anyways, go ahead. Okay, so all these different indigenous tribes have their own versions of the Skinwalker, but each includes a malevolent witch or being capable of transforming itself into an animal. Mm-hmm. So, back to Navajo. The witch is called, and uh, guys, another disclaimer. I, I, don't know how to say, I don't know how to say this, but I'm going to try my hardest. The witch is called the Yi Naldodushi. Mm-hmm. Yi Naldodushi. Bear with me. By the Navajo, would translate to, with it, he goes on all fours. Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that they dedicated. That they, they have, saw, like, a whole word for that. They saw it so many times that they were like, mm, with it, he goes on all fours. <laughs> that's terrifying <laughs> and he too like it's a human who then goes on all fours great yeah well you know there's that guy on tiktok who like trained himself to like walk on his hands and now he can like walk on all fours like super like, smoothly fluently like an animal yeah and he what? like has these crazy ass like arm muscles like straight up looks like like a monkey like that's how you can tell we came from monkeys is how his muscle structure is dude and he did it for fun yeah he like just was like i'm gonna start walking on my hands and so he started walking on like his knuckles dude my like my joints that i already have problems with are just aching thinking about that (laughs) my back hurts thinking about that like the thought of me having to be on anything but my feet (laughs) i know even like climbing on all fours like to get under the table for something hurts my back a little i get up and i'm stretching and i'm like oh well, you know me my <laughs> hips and knees hips and knees every single day just hurting so i could not could not be me but with it he goes on all fours so okay. so this is just one type of the navajo witches um which I'll, I'll get into in a second by what i mean by that but they're considered to be the most volatile and dangerous the yinaldo dushi aka the skinwalker with it he goes on all fours so according to my research um the reason i say it's only one type is that witchcraft has obviously long been a long part of the navajo culture history and traditions and things like that and the witches would exist alongside the other people and they're not always like supernatural or bad you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so um sometimes these witches involved their living lives you know as respected healers or spiritual guides or whatever like that um but then a lot of the times later they would turn their powers to evil um kind of like you're not gonna get get this reference kind of like the sith off of star wars mm-hmm. so you know yeah, like the jedi the reference yeah so like you know the jedi you know they're they use their powers for good and to help the people so much like the healers and things but then one day they're like i want to be more powerful so they they do some bad they do some bad shit and then they get more strong and then they're part of the sith and they're on the dark side like darth vader style that's like a very classic trope like yeah. in movies like yeah. harry potter right 
like the the power that they have can be used for good but right. it also can be used for evil voldemort style yeah voldemort, voldemort style Darth or like Vader. in video games every right. video game has that trope right it's like a very classic kind of thing to go on one that ties all the way back to skinwalkers you know what i mean mm-hmm. to their medicine men so wild i know so kind of like the sith or you know everything else um and they just walk freely among the tribe during the day and then secretly at night they just like transform into a skinwalker like a werewolf terrifying right can you imagine <laughs> just like your neighbor your neighbor you just hear this crazy noise going on next <laughs> door it's like yeah. and then suddenly them. you look over and there's just there he go on one all fours <laughs> yeah with it he was on all fours and terrifying yeah so just anyone in your in your local in your local town can just be a skinwalker sick yeah so anyway and like i said they would eventually use their powers as evil according to what i've read sometimes and it's different with the different kind of tie back you know like origin depending on the different tribe it's coming from but apparently some of them would have to go through some sort of like initiation again like the sith um Mm -hmm. and they would have to like kill a close family member most often a sibling or like their mom or dad or grandma grandpa to like become a skinwalker like to be initiated and so yeah skinwalker clan yeah it's kind of like frat boy hazing yeah exactly (laughs) but just like a lot more brutal (laughs) i don't know frat boys go through it (laughs) they really do if you're a frat out there tell us your craziest initiation stories (laughs) i don't know if i want to hear them honestly (laughs) good yeah maybe not i take it back (laughs) (laughs) so so after this after killing a close family member then you know the individual then acquires supernatural powers, which gives them a, the ability to shapeshift into animals. Um, they're most often seen in the form of coyotes, wolves, foxes, cougars, dogs, bears, etc. Um, but from from what I can tell, though, they can kind of take whatever shape that they want. I mean, they're most commonly seen as those. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, I think that they can they can transform into whatever. I mean, they can transform into other humans, you know, or like a cow or... Yeah. I think... Um, it reminds me of those books. Do you remember in high school? I think it was called like Anamorphous or something. And it would have the boy, like the casual 2000 school boy morphing into like a frog. Oh, yeah. On the cover. Mm-hmm. That's literally in my brain what I'm thinking. Well, just think that. I think they can. I think they can deadass be a frog. But like <laughs> all of those not... books were just skinwalker stories. <laughs> just... <laughs> I know. It was just witches. <laughs> I know. <laughs> witches and Wiccan. I know for real. So, so yeah. So they can take whatever shape. I think. Um, it said that they can wear the skin of whatever animal they want to take shape of. Um, hence the name Skinwalker. Um, mm-hmm. and interesting fact. I don't know if this is true. I read it and I thought it was cool. It's because of this the Navajo consider it taboo for its members to wear the pelt of any predator predatory animal. So like according to like the Navajo like what I've read in like history and things the Navajo would usually wear sheepskin and like leather and buckskin and things like that they never would wear mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true but um so that's cool so like you wouldn't catch them wearing a wolf pelt because it was like an, an indication that you were yeah if you did then you a may, little you could have been a skinwalker you had those vibes yeah mm. so that's crazy anyway a skinwalker would also be able to take possession of the human bodies of the like of their victims if you look them in the eyes Mm -hmm. um and i didn't write this down but i do remember they apparently have like orange and red eyes sometimes most of the time typically orange and red eyes and um 
they like that's a huge indicator that it's a skinwalker so if you look into their orange reddish eyes they could possess you and take control yeah they could take control of you love that Mm -hmm. (laughs) isn't that nice um which it's like i feel like instinctively as a human you lock eyes with people and then you just you realize not me i'm not locking eyes with no one i'm looking at my feet the whole time i'm out and about skinwalkers good luck trying to get me you you never never looking you in the eye you never know when you'll bump into a skinwalker (laughs) just keep your eyes on the ground it's just social anxiety i think yeah honestly i think me too but i mean you know can you imagine you just like lock eyes and then you're like shit that was a skinwalker i'm fucked now shit yeah anyways just add to the reasons why i'm not looking anybody in the eyeballs i know so anyway so they can possess you and basically like make you do and say whatever you want um they also have other superpowers including super like just powers including uh reading others minds controlling their thoughts and behavior causing disease and illness destroying property and even death as you can imagine um they also have i feel like you just read the side effects for like a new pill i know (laughs) and even death yeah (laughs) if this has affected you please call 1-800-lawsuit.com yeah please (laughs) please consult with your healthcare provider before taking next one on (laughs) or whatever you know it's literally what you just described okay anyway okay so and there have been reports of them running faster than a car um so just imagine it's like you know where we're from we have like 75 mile an hour highways so just imagine like an animal just running effortlessly next 75 miles that's 75 yeah like a cheetah yeah but just like a wolf though (laughs) but not a wolf (laughs) yeah but it's not um can jump really high cliffs like i said extremely fast agile impossible to catch and apparently they leave tracks that are larger than those of any other animal so i wonder if that means like are they technically larger or are they just leaving tracks so they're like, like they're like jacob wolf yeah i mean because I, I think that there are accounts of them being which i'll get into of them being crazy big mm-hmm. you know but then i think there are also accounts of them just being normal but their eyes look crazy mm-hmm. you know just normal size animal you can tell when someone or something is a shapeshifter or a skinwalker because of their eyes like i said the eyes but also animals will have very human looking eyes and then humans will have very animal looking eyes so that's terrifying also. So it could be red and orange, but also you look at a human and they could have like cat eyes. Sick. <laughs> well, in looking at animals also, I feel like there are some animals that have very human, like humanoid eyes and it makes you uncomfortable. Oh yeah. Like Athena's eyes are sometimes too human for me. Yeah. Like, Athena, Athena, by Athena the way. is the husky. Yeah. It's a dog that I own. And she has like these pale blue eyes mm-hmm. and she'll look directly into your soul. Right. And yeah. it's like she's looking at you, like, as a human. Yeah. And so I feel like there are some animals that are like that. So, But just imagine just, like, dead-ass human eyes, like, in a goat. No, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> in a goat with those yeah. square, stupid, <laughs> dumb eyes. Goat eyes are terrifying. <laughs> they just they are. look so dumb. They do. Goats. But they're also terrifying. If you really think about it, like, why are they square? What are they seeing? I know. How did they see? What are things like I wonder like if they're, like, goats? colorblind or something someone out there tell us what goats see or like flies you know flies see like a million of you yeah and they can see like like 360 yeah and that's why they move so fast because they always got eyes on you always got eyes on you just like a skinwalker (laughs) okay that's enough (laughs) okay so how to know if a skinwalker is near okay this one kind of whenever i read this it kind of gave me chills which i'll get into um they make sounds around homes such as knocking on windows banging on walls and scraping noises on the roof 
which I don't know if I told you about this, but I have something also interesting that relates to scraping noises on the roof. Okay. Was I on the phone with you when that happened? I don't remember. I was on the you phone might have been. I was on the phone with somebody. Anyways. It very well could have been me. Yeah. They've been spied peering through windows, um, but more often they appear in front of vehicles in hopes of causing serious accidents. Mm. Um, like I said, they can run along cars. Um so there yeah there have been a, reports of animals running alongside vehicles matching their speed and then after a short period just like disappearing off into the desert or the woods or wherever you're at um but well, that's some, great yeah but sometimes which i don't Could know you imagine you just no. running down the hall running running <laughs> you're just running down the hall <laughs> running down the highway is what i was gonna say <laughs> and then i said all so I'm kind of correct, but I corrected the wrong way. Okay. okay, but anyways, you're just going down the highway, yeah. and you just see this big old figure on your yeah. side, like fucking running, yeah. and then it just hops right in front of your car. Yeah, I know exactly. And and even worse, you want to hear this? People have reported it's running alongside their car, matching their speed, and then it turns into a man, and it starts banging on the hood of their car that's terrifying you know what that reminds me of is that jeepers creepers yeah you know the one where the kids are on the bus Mm -hmm. and then that little that thing yeah jeepers creepers yeah like scrapes the hood Uh and it like scrapes the side of the bus Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. most often skinwalkers are spotted in the four corners area of you know colorado utah arizona new mexico Mm -hmm. which by the way where we live we're a very short drive to new mexico so we're like right in prime skinwalker area yeah yeah um, what about Wendigos? Are we close to Wendigos? No, Wendigos are more... Um, oh, yeah, they're... Oh, yeah, they're, they're more north. northern, yeah, so... Yeah. We're yeah. not really in prime So Wendigo. we're safe from Wendigos, just not skinwalkers. Yeah. Well, that's good. You know. Well, you never know. You can't have everything. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so there's a story of a man um, who's making reports on an old ranch home when he began to hear loud laughter coming from his nearby sheep pens. He thought he was alone, so he went to investigate and found all the sheep... But one were cuddled in the corner of a pen, right? Um, There's a lone ram separated from the group that was standing upright, laughing in a very human manner. That's terrifying. Laughing. Can you imagine? A goat or ram or whatever. Or sheep. And he's got them same eyes. He's the little rectangle pupils. Yeah. That's probably why I mentioned <laughs> that. <laughs> Subconsciously. After the man terrifying. locks eyes with the ram, first mistake, um, he sees that the eyes are not that of an animal, but of a man's. Um, and then here in a bit after after casually laughing cornering all the other sheep looking at the man with human eyes then he just like walks away he didn't eat him no he didn't do anything with him Mm-mm. I mean who's to tell who's to know I mean they locked eyes so the guy could have been possessed that's terrifying and then that's we got didn't... the same energy as whenever you find a spider in your house right and then you go to get something to, to just, kill or get the spider out of your house. Yeah, and then, and then Yeah. Terrifying. The same energy. Right. Like, did... I want to know, like, did the sheep come back? Did it... Like, the ram... Did the ram come back? Or was it just gone forever? I don't know. Was there any more to that story? Or that was the end? No, that was it. It wow. was just, like, a little tale. Like, a little... I mean, it could just be a little wives' tale. That's, like, yeah. an old... It's, like, an old story. That's why I put it in there. But... Um, but I mean, we could never know because I mean, the guy did lock eyes with him, so he could just be like possessed now, and he never reported. If the well, and you know, there's that whole thing with like rams with like demons too, right? Yeah, and it was a ram. 
Yeah, like not they sheep. were standing up. Yeah, yeah, there was regular sheep, and then the one ran. And the laugh is really creepy. Laughing, he walked outside and heard him laughing. That story may have like some like human. demonic connotations to it, right? I know it's like skinwalker, or like skinwalkers or... may be related to that in a way. Well, I think they are. I mean, they're like malicious. Yeah, for evil sure. Evil kind of, you know. So I mean, definitely. Anyway, so then some say that they've seen them running through the night, sometimes turning into a fiery ball and leaving streaks of color behind them, which I think this is interesting because I think if I were to see this, I would, I would not think skinwalker. A fiery ball with streaks of light? I would think like aliens or ghosts. Yeah. Because there's a lot, there's got to be lots of encounters. Oh, I know there's lots of encounters in the forest where people see like lantern lights or just orbs. Yeah, I would think more of something ghostly or like even something falling out of like space right like a meteor or or something or yeah i guess something explainable yeah christina's like a meteor i'm like it's a ghost (laughs) (laughs) well i always gotta think like debunk first yeah spooky afterthought yeah yeah i like my hindsight is always supernatural i need to work on being more logical in the initial you guys don't write me off when i say that like i mean something scary happens and at first i'm like it's a ghost but then i'm like hold on it's not it's not a ghost and then others have seen angry looking humanoid figures (laughs) once again terrifying looking down on them from cliffs mountains and mesas so just imagine you're just driving through or you're walking through doesn't matter you're doing something and there's just yeah and there's just a humanoid figure which i don't really know what that means but with those something that looks like a human well yeah but no i'm just saying like let your imagination roam there mm-hmm. what that what that may look like yeah for sure um with glowing red eyes a, a lot more detailed story here at skinwalker ranch which i'm sure you guys have heard of like i mentioned earlier um it's become pretty popular uh ghost adventures i'm pretty sure went there right i don't know i don't remember let us know it's been a while since i've like gone back on ghost adventures and watched. i really haven't heard anything of skinwalker ranch have you not no i'm pretty sure the ghost adventures went there um i didn't watch it if they did i have this memory of them going there and uh it being really like they were i think it was like fenced off um Mm. they couldn't actually go in the ranch and like enter any of the houses or anything so it's a 512 or 480 acre i'm not really sure i saw both um both numbers so somewhere in between or whereabouts of five 112 and 480 acre ranch southeast of ballard utah um so i'm pretty sure it's in the middle of nowhere yeah for sure yeah utah's um, a scary fucking place a lot of crazy things happen in utah it's like utah and what's the other place oh i don't remember me either it's like midwest shit yeah though. the midwest yeah the midwest has got well i, I think it's also because like people have nothing to do there no offense if you're in the midwest but Oh, like we don't have anything to no, do. No, yeah, we don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially <laughs> no offense because we're bored as hell here too. So, um, but so I feel like there's just oh, it's more secluded there. Okay, so in 1994, Terry and Gwen Sherman and their two children moved to the ranch, and actually didn't take long for their paranormal occurrences to start beginning. Um, in fact, 18 months after moving their family in, they sold the ranch and moved away. So in 1996. They shared their experience, well, Terry, I think more so, the husband shared their experiences with a local reporter, which is actually where I got a lot of my stuff. Um, So straight from Terry. So, I mean, if you'll, if there's any credibility to what he had to say or the family had to say about it, which we don't really know. 
they they mentioned in this interview in 1996 ufos crop circles mysterious lights cattle mutilations and disappearances and strange animals so literally skinwalker ranch is like a little basket full of surprises mm-hmm. like you, you could just musician or musician <laughs> you can just wizard style what it was what was i trying to think of i don't know what were you trying to think of magician Magician. you can just magician style pull out of the hat of skinwalker ranch and pull out something paranormal Mm -hmm. anyways so obviously strange animals is what stood out to me um in terms of skinwalker so some of their strange animal stories get this on the first day when they were moving in the first day the sherman saw a huge wolf in the distance um and started creeping its way closer to the family and as it got closer obviously the family started feeling uneasy um and they went and grabbed some weapons they just said weapons uh, i picture like shovels and shit because later on i'll get into more intense weapons um they grabbed some weapons because they felt uneasy um and then the wolf walked towards them and then just passed them and it started going toward a calf that was behind a fence. A little baby cow. And the wolf took the calf's head in its mouth and bit down. And they were like, well, so guess the, we're just going to have to move in. Right. This is on the first day, <laughs> mind you. So the family started, like, attacking, you know, the wolf with their weapons. And, and Terry reported that the attacks bounced off the wolf. Like, so, you know, then Terry got really scared. He has his kids. So an invincible wolf moves onto his property with him. And he is just like... On the first day. Well... And it's huge, apparently. Well, I mean, I guess I get it. Because you have, like, a loan and all this other shit tied up into a place you just bought. Right. right. No, yeah. I mean, and they had just moved there. I mean... Especially if it was, like, a ranch, right? Like, a yeah. full-blown, like... It was a full... I mean, we're talking 512-acre ranch. Yeah. So, so like, they invested probably their whole livelihood well, and like, into this know, ranch. Right, and, like, you're expected to see wolves and, and, you know, different things like that. That's to be expected. Yeah, you for know, sure. To see those kind of predatory animals. But, I mean, once you start, like, attacking them and, and the attacks are, quote-unquote, bouncing off. Terrifying. So, so Terry Sherman is now kind of in a state of shock. He's got his kids out there. His wife tells him to get in the house. He grabs his gun. And he shoots the wolf several times, but the wolf just doesn't show any sign of pain. Or, like, that it even noticed it was being shot. Like, Terry unloaded his gun on this wolf. Terrifying. And the wolf is just still, like, munching down on this calf's head, by the way. He's just, like, having him a little snack. Yeah. So the wolf finally let go, eventually. And just stared at Terry for a prolonged amount of time. Just, like, just, like, (laughs) gave him a little stare down. (laughs) <laughs> and then he just trotted off. He just alphaed him and bounced. He did, yeah. <laughs> and then he just he just left after that. So that was on the first day. Um, and this sort of occurrence continued to happen while the Shermans lived on the ranch. Uh, they actually lost several dogs, like ranch dogs and cattle. Um, Terry reported that they lost up to twenty percent of their cattle before they sold the land, and they were only there eighteen months. Oh, so he did. He did try to stick it out, but eventually he was like, no, fuck this. Right. And then it was like 96, which is like, and 96 is when they did the interview. And then shortly thereafter, they moved. Wow. Yeah. So that makes, that leads me into the cattle. Now, I don't know. I mean, obviously could be some skinwalker type stuff happening um, with the cattle situation, cattle mutilations and disappearances. But I also think some alien type stuff, which I won't get into because that's a whole other branch of skinwalker ranch. But yeah. Um, I did want to talk about it because I just thought it was interesting. And obviously, the skinwalkers, 
you know, quote unquote, if that wolf was a skinwalker. We're pretty interested in cattle, so it could be them. Yeah, for sure. But I just want to touch on that. It's pretty cool. Uh, the first time the Shermans found one of their cows dead in the field, it had a hole, like a small hole, in the center of its left eyeball, but it was otherwise untouched, and there was no trace of blood. And the and the cow's dead. Like, see that right there? That sounds like alien. some alien shit. Aliens, right? Isn't that like crazy? Taking a little sample. Mm-hmm. And there was no evidence of predators or footprints or tire tracks, so it wasn't an animal, and it wasn't a human. It wasn't a human that did it. Um. And, like, another thing that's, like, aliens is there's a strange chemical-like odor, odor around the cow. And it's just dead. Just a little hole in its eyeball. <laughs> Poor and, cow. Yeah. And then later, another cow, a cow was found, dead cow, was found similar hole in its left eye, but it had a six-inch hole about, like, an inch deep carved into its rectum. Excuse me? Yeah. It's dead. Again, no trace of blood. No footprints. Yeah, yeah, they're taking like little eyeball samples. My theory is like the eyeball went into the brain. Yeah, I was about to say the eyeball thing is they just got some brain samples, and then they were like, "Oh, this is shit," and then they got the shit, and they were like, "Oh, well, this is the brain." Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. They were like, "Mm, "This is actually the asshole." Uh, (laughs) Makes you wonder what they were like. Let's try the other end. I was about to say, makes you wonder what the aliens look like. Like, is their face actually like where the ass is located? Oh, I think aliens are so much different than what we think. Oh, hundred percent. We perceive them as like, as you said, like humanoid. humanoid, But one hundred percent not. No, they would be totally different. So they took the asshole sample first because that would be their face, and then they were like, "Mm, (laughs) "This is actually shit." Anyways, um. And then again, the same chemical smell was noticeable um, with that cow too. And then eventually the cattle just started disappearing altogether. Um, which is kind of Skinwalker-esque because apparently sometimes what I read is that whenever they can take form of the animal or like take possession or whatever, humans do, that animal or human would just like disappear. Interesting. Right. But I don't think anything crazy really happened on the Skinwalker Ranch to their cows. Like, I don't think their cows started acting crazy, like the ram that was laughing. I don't think they ever had those kinds of experiences there. Right. So I think it's safe to assume that, like, none of the cows were Skinwalkers. Right. But one time, um, a cow appeared to be lifted from the snow where it stood. The Shermans saw the cow's hoof prints leading into the field, but the prints stopped at the edge of the field near some trees. Um, and the area where the cow apparently took its last steps was surrounded by a circle of broken twigs and branches. And above, Terry noticed the tops of the trees appeared to have been cut off. Again. So, so the top... Aliens. That, yeah. Aliens. And so, so anyway, so... Or, or something other than aliens, but I don't think necessarily... Right, not skinwalkers. Like with the, with the skinwalker history mm-hmm. that we were and given. That, Right, and that makes me interested because it's like, why is it called Skinwalker Ranch? If there's so much alien activity, because it seems. Because most of the activity... But I mean, other than the first instance, like with that wolf thing... That's what I'm saying. Most of the activity at the Skinwalker... And that's why I included these stories, is because I wanted people to realize. I think most of the activity at the Skinwalker Ranch was like UFO, crop circle, like alien shit. Right. And I think that that's where like a lot... You know, like the typical drawing of the alien beam taking the cow up? Oh, yeah. I think that's where it came from. Well, like, Roswell, New Mexico, like, their whole thing is, like, aliens. Right. Well, yeah, because Roswell's a whole other thing. We'll oh, get, yeah. We can do an episode on that. On Area 51. Yeah, and Roswell <laughs> and things like that. So, so anyway, so, yeah, that's why I wanted to cover this, is because 
I think most people think Skinwalker Ranch is a bunch of skinwalkers, but it's well, really not. Well, that's why we wanted to cover skinwalkers and wendigos anyway, because there's like this huge kind of miscommunication right. with what each is, and it's kind of like they can be used interchangeably, even though they're two completely different things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so the tops of the trees are cut off. Right to this. Uh, a quote from Terry. He said, if it's snow, it's hard for a 1,200 to a 400 pound animal to just walk off without leaving tracks or stop and walk backward completely and never miss their tracks. He said, it was just gone. It was very bizarre. So the tracks just ended. Cat was gone. Right. So that's kind of that's kind of the gist. Or it could have been like carried away by something else, but there would right. be tracks of that something else. Right, no that tracks. carried it away. Yeah, no tracks. Just the tree cut off at the top, the trees around it. Unless it like was swinging from tree to tree like a like a monkey. Yeah, it could be that. And like just snatched it up and then like hoisted it under its arm like Tarzan <laughs> and just swung back. <laughs> Dang, what kind of what kind of animal did that skinwalker take? Well, I think that's another thing is I think skinwalkers have like their raw form. Yeah, and then they have like abilities that they can probably like you know. Yeah, because if you look up like on Google, like, skin- well, and if it's a big old wolf that took the form and it can like stand on its hind mm-hmm. legs, it can swing definitely. Hundred percent. So, I mean, but I feel like there would have been damage to the limbs and stuff. I yeah, don't know. It all no, sounds more alien to me. No, Terry said they were cut off. The trees were like in a straight line. Interesting. Yeah. So that's kind of the history of. Well, that's not. I mean, we could get way. There's way more stories um, with the Sherman's experience there, but um, that's kind of the gist and most of what I would consider Skinwalker esque of the Skinwalker Ranch mm-hmm. during the Sherman's time. Um, but within three months of Terry Sherman sharing his family's stories, a Las Vegas real estate typhoon and UFO enthusiast, Robert Bigelow, bought the property for $200,000, which is like thirty-five. I mean, which is like $350,000 now. So he bought the entire ranch, like all the acreage, all the buildings, barns, house, everything for $250,000 or three hundred and fifty. dollars What a steal. Yeah, he stole it. And they gave it to him. They were like, bye. We don't fucking <laughs> we don't fucking want to live here anymore. We've lost all of our cattle. Can't go outside. So what is it today? The Skinwalker Ranch. Today. Um, well, let me get into Bigelow first. Oh, go ahead. And then to and then we'll move on to today. Now today I don't really think they're doing anything to it. I mean, I don't think. So Bigelow set up around the clock surveillance of the ranch, hoping to get to the bottom of the Sherman's paranormal claims. Um and he really just wrote a book. Um, and the book is called Hunt for the Skinwalker, Science Confronts the Unexplained at a Remote Ranch in Utah. So, wordy title. Um, but he, so he wrote a book, um, him and some other researchers, um, and, and they all claimed to have seen paranormal experiences, but they were unable to capture any meaningful physical evidence supporting the Shermans. So, mm, to me, it's kind of like, I think he cashed out and wrote a book on it. Yeah, for sure. You know? And well, like, he probably saw it as like, an opportunity right no it was definitely an opportunity and that makes me think i should have looked at when when Bigelow, so did he like write his book and then just sell the ranch yeah because because now the ranch belongs to adamantium real estate um and they're actually the ones that trademarked skinwalker ranch oh okay yeah so they have experiences there or adamantium like the people that own it now no i don't i mean i didn't i haven't really read anything about adamantium Oh, okay. Uh, they just they just I wonder trade, if they, they like just also it. cashed in and like do like skinwalker tours. 
Well, that well, that's what I was gonna say. That makes me curious as to when Zach Bacon's went. Yeah, for if, sure. If if he did, I have it in my head that he did though, um, because Robert Bigelow set up round the clock surveillance and things and like wouldn't let people in. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but I don't think. I mean, I don't. I don't think Adamantium is keeping people out, but maybe. But in my vague memory, I remember Zach Bacon's just being next to a tall ass fence and being like we're at skinwalker ranch i don't remember but you don't Mm -mm. i may just totally be making that up so anyway so so bigelow didn't catch any evidence and he he made a book and then adamantium real estate bought it and they trademarked it so it sounds like they're all cashing out yeah for sure yeah so they took the sherman's experience and they were like what a cash grab opportunity (laughs) they're like that shit's crazy i'm gonna trademark it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and but i mean something to add some validity to it though because i mean it's all just crazy claims and obviously they didn't catch any evidence to back it up um the ute indian reservation is right on the border border of the sherman ranch so the utes are part of the navajo like i said and they're they believe that the nearby ranch houses skinwalkers i mean according to online and that area of the ute Ind- indian reservation um believe skinwalkers are there so and they have stories of them being there so i mean well it definitely sounds like there is obviously something going on there yeah i mean for whether that, it be skinwalkers aliens or maybe a little combo mm-hmm, just a whole little like i said like a little grab bag of paranormal little grab bag yeah you just you visit it and you just have a little grab bag you take it home <laughs> you open it the skinwalker just comes out and eats you yeah a little little ufo <laughs> flies by um, and in 1951, in this area too, so the Ute Reservation is nearby, um, but uh, evidently this area is just kind of riddled with like different experiences, whether that be alien, skinwalker, whatever, because in 1951, kind of the beginning, which the 50s were like the alien phase, the alien craze. Oh, yeah. For you know sure. what I'm saying? Like so, the 50s into the 60s. Right. Which we can definitely talk about that in an episode two. But in 1951, the beginning of some 400 plus UFO sightings in that area of Utah happened. Um, where an entire class, like an entire science class in like an elementary school, saw a mysterious flying object outside. And the teacher actually was the one that reported it to the news. So, I mean, like, that's a whole classroom that saw it and the teacher reported it and like i mean she could be risking her job like if that weren't real yeah for sure you know to feed into that so so yeah that was 1951 and that was a start of over 400 reports in just that area that's pretty wild yeah isn't that crazy mm-hmm. so that's really all i have on skinwalkers and skinwalker ranch and it kind of dives into some alien type stuff but i just wanted to clarify that skinwalker ranch is not just skinwalkers it's actually mainly other things yeah it sounds like it's got quite a few things going on yeah no it definitely does what are your thoughts on skinwalkers terrifying well obviously very terrifying yeah not it right i wouldn't want to run into one yeah don't catch yeah don't catch me outside at night where there's a skinwalker so, Wendigos, also referred to as the flesh eaters of the forests, um, we'll start out with kind of what they look like. Mm-hmm. So I can paint some kind of mental imagery of what we're going to be discussing. Right. That's exciting because I feel like skinwalkers, you can't, you don't really have a mental picture of them. Well, yeah, because they have several different, so different forms. Yeah. Um, but there's like a pretty consistent mm-hmm. description of Wendigos. Okay. 
So um, they usually have glowing eyes. Um, they didn't specify on what color, but, you know, just glowing eyes. And they also didn't specify if it was, like, human or animalistic in nature either. Mm-hmm. On a lot of the reports that I saw, they just glow. And they have uh, long yellowed fangs, claws, overly long tongues. Um, they look very emaciated, like they haven't eaten in years. Uh, they have dry skin that's, like, tightly pulled over the bones, like... It's like it was like, you know, it kind of put on a shirt that was a little too small. Ew. Um, the complexion of the skin is gray, like dead. Oh, great. Um, the eyes are always like pushed way back into the sockets. So it's like they're like kind of like dead walking, like kind of like a zombie. Yeah. Um, they give off an odor of decay and they are described as being giant, like 10 feet tall. Oh my God. That's terrifying. And, um... They also usually have, like, patches of fur, like, over their body, too, and, mm-hmm. like, hair. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like they pulled off somebody's hair from their head and, like, attached it to their skin. They're viewed as malevolent, cannibalistic, and they're strongly associated with, like, the north winter cold-like okay. areas. So, are they, are they like, humanoid? figures or yeah like they they look like humans okay so they're like tall humans with like this gray complexion sunken in eyes glowing like sunken in glowing eyes claws yellow fangs overly long tongues very emaciated gray stinky creatures i think that's even more scary than you know like skinwalkers look like animals to me it's like i mean that's scary but that's more scary to me is seeing a tall human look like this right yeah, and it's, it's like a ten foot tall, like so, un- like creature ish right. thing. So abnormal to what we're expecting of what a human should look like. Right. Oh, that's awful. So that's like what they've been described as. Okay. By that's... several different cultures, and this is like a very generic. Some cultures like have very more specific qualities that, like that, it gotta have before it becomes a Wendigo. Mm-hmm. But anyways, okay, so. Some other kind of notable traits is that um, it also has the ability, kind of like skinwalkers, to mimic huma- human voices. Mm, yeah, that's great. And like, you know, what what other people like usually say. Like the, usually the people that they consume because Wendigos are by nature cannibalistic. Mm-hmm. Like their whole thing is that they're big old cannibals. Mm-hmm. So um, there's that. And then they also have the classic like Wendigo howl. What does that sound like? Like a wolf Um, or like... Not like a wolf. It's it's described as unlike any creature they've ever heard before when hunters hear it in the wild. Okay. See, that's the one thing that I... I don't don't know too much about Wendigos, but the one thing that I do know or have seen about Wendigos is the mimicking of people. Yeah. Of like... And it'll be like... uh, There are some stories of... Well, I don't know if you're going to talk about this, but there are some stories of, like, people who have been missing um, that that people will be, like, the search crew will be out in the woods and they'll hear them. Like, they'll hear the missing person calling. Like, oh, saying, yeah. like, over here, like, help me. And it's, like, the people that they consume are the people that they can mimic. Yeah, so, I mean, Very this well, is... because they, like, kind of digest their being, if you will. Yeah. But anyways, and they have that howl. Mm-hmm. That's, like, a very classic signature. If you want to, like, if you guys want to, you can kind of YouTube it to get an idea. Because we obviously aren't going to put in a clip of that. Right. We'll put a link of it on our Reddit. 
yeah for sure we'll mm-hmm. put it in with we'll put a good howl on there yeah so you can get a little creepy idea of what it is right um but anyways so that's kind of what they look like and how they present um but we'll get into kind of where they came from the indigenous tribes of the algonquin the ojib ojibwe i don't know how to say that at all yeah it's like me and yina Lodushi. yeah the eastern cree saltu uh west main swampy cree Naskapi and Innu peoples, which Innu is like in Alaska. Mm-hmm. So all of these like indigenous peoples and tribes and kind of the legends of where this like this legend comes from is all in northern based like North America forest and Canada. Okay. And like I think in Europe they do like like in Russia. Like very, very cold climates is where this all kind of comes from. Do you think it has anything to do with, like, yetis? It may, which we'll get into, like, kind of... Yeti type like stuff. Like, I'm about to... I'm about to tell you. Are you about to hop right into that? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Not necessarily yetis, but more like Bigfoot. It kind of ties into that, too. Okay. Uh, so, according to the legends, a wendigo is created when a human has to resort to cannibalism to survive. So, like, hiking in, like, you know they'll go hiking on a mountain or something and then they run out of food mm-hmm. and they like get stuck in like maybe an avalanche or something then a human decides to eat the other humans that have already like kind of died and they don't have any more food so they'll eat the other humans for food but then it entices like this wendigo kind of energy to possess them and now they're a wendigo and they'll like grow and they'll like you know the skin thing it said that they will like kind of take the skin from the people that they eat and like pull it over their skin for Mm -hmm. like warmth okay so whenever you were saying like patches of skin or patches of hair yeah it's like their hair like the people that they're consuming that's gross so so if you turn into cannibalism if you turn to cannibalism then you're risking becoming a wendigo right gross yeah and also it's said that like if you kind of have like this gluttony and you like like things in excess you also open yourself to be possessed by like a wendigo spirit mm. or like to become a wendigo i'm not sure exactly how to say that correctly same, but well same as skinwalkers i mean yeah that's kind of that's kind of a reoccurring thing there because skinwalkers yeah it could be witcher medicine man you know that turned into that but also it was just like if you go against you know tribal tradition and you do things that are taboo right and this is like if you have if you are too gluttonous Mm -hmm. or if you are too greedy then you open yourself up to that so in the past um this occurred more often when indians and settlers found themselves stranded in bitter snows and ice kind of like i said in northern wood areas and they'll be stranded for days and um the survivors you know feel compelled to eat the dead because that's their only source of food at that point if they want to survive but then also it's like just take me out mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like i might as well just die yeah i know rather than become a wendigo for survival oh yeah no i'd rather <laughs> no i'd rather just die yeah like you know but that's easy to say because yeah that's if true you think about like starving in the and cold, the human urge to like eat. live right like you're gonna do anything to survive yeah, it's definitely easier said than done. Right, but, but then, like, if if you survive, then you'll survive a terrible existence as a Wendigo. 
Right. So. Which, I mean, like, and you always smell bad. <laughs> My God. You ain't going to get any ladies. Right. Any ladies or men. No, nobody's going to want to be around <laughs> you. You've got to, like, put other people's skin and shit on you after that. Yeah. Not worth oh, it. And I will say that this, all of these stories kind of mainly come from the indigenous Algonquin tribe. Okay. Like, um, other tribes, it doesn't come up as much, but in Algonquins, it was, like, a huge thing for like that tribe so anyways um and uh sometimes it's also like not necessarily cannibalism that leads to it but also like you said with skinwalkers with magic Mm, okay like you know the darker side of magic can kind of turn you into a wendigo as well got it so like medicine man type stuff or like people who practice you know quote-unquote witchcraft or I'm not sure exactly. Okay. It wasn't specific in the research that I that I did, mm-hmm. but I'd imagine it would be something similar. And that's another thing to mention too, um, on both ends here, is that witchcraft, like to us, like our Western views of our European Western views of witchcraft are not it. You know? Like oh, yeah. like Salem witch trials type stuff. Whenever I say witch, especially like in skinwalkers and things, it's not it's not like what we think of of witches like no. don't think like pentagon on the ground like yeah pentagon? wait <laughs> pentagon <laughs> a pentagram <laughs> pentagram pentagram on the ground you know oh with like God. crystals and candles and stuff that's not what we're yeah, referring sure. to when we say magic oh yeah no right okay okay so um also the indigenous like you know series of events they um, have powers such as stealth and can control the weather. Okay. So they can make themselves basically unknown to you at any time. And they can control the climate, which, you know, if you are in a, like, icier part of the region, they can just suddenly turn on a blizzard. Mm-hmm. And then you can't see. And you're even more cold and you're even more prone to, like, eat the person that you're around if you're like stranded how awful <laughs> can, you, can you imagine do you know if like wendigos like group up the gang up because there's got to be lots it of people it seems like it's like a solo so solo thing only one wendigo at a time in an area. yeah it doesn't seem like there's like a group of them hanging out or anything okay it okay. seems like it's just like one at a time and usually they're like so consumed like they're like starving so they're always hungry mm-hmm so it's like if they were around another Wendigo, I'd feel like they would just eat them. They just fight it, fight it out until the strongest one wins. Yeah, and then the other one would eat them and then put their skin on as like a new new little coat. Uh, double smelly skin. <laughs> double smelly. That's the Wendigos that get really tall, like twelve foot. Um, and I should note that most of the sightings of Wendigos were kind of seen between the eighteen hundreds and the nineteen twenties. So we don't have really any recent like official sightings is what i'll say okay because there is a whole like subreddit page called wendigo stories which i actually got a story off of to tell you in a little bit Mm -hmm. but um and a lot of people are having more experiences with these than we thought all in northern areas of the country recently recently the story i pulled was like from seven days ago really yeah so that's crazy so like officially I feel like there was a time, though, you know, where these kinds of things were accepted. And, like, Terry Sherman, 
on the Skinwalker Ranch, like the nineties, he was really risking it and people thought he was crazy. Oh yeah. You know? But nowadays it's like more acceptable to kinda of talk about this stuff. Right. But then there was a time, you know, like in the eighteen hundreds and stuff where there was also a lot of legends and people would oh, report yeah. crazy things and then it was like And we didn't have as much science as we did as we do right. now. So we're able to debunk a whole lot more these days than we did back in the day. Right. So there was a phase when science became more popular that then you can talk about that but now people are talking about that kind of stuff more it's nice the internet has helped a lot oh yeah right because you'll get to know like everyone's stories right across like the world mm-hmm. versus just like stories just within your hometown yeah people are a lot more open oh yeah to believe that it's real oh yeah and also kind of going back to the bigfoot yeti thing so because wendigos have like patches of fur on them and they're huge with glowing eyes they're often mistaken as like bigfoot when they're seen wandering in the woods okay because like northern woods areas are where like a lot of bigfoot and like kind of yetting sightings have been found and those could very well be wendigos humans that have once and like wendigos like all come from a human base yeah same well, with skinwalkers too i suppose right yeah yeah they all come from like a a human that went the wrong way you know yeah or um, a human that had to eat another human to survive right yeah or kill <laughs> or like in the skinwalker's case you kill your sister and then you're a skinwalker congrats yeah for sure um what was i gonna say oh so that's weird because i feel like i've been picturing them as like patchy patchy fur like yeah. just little meat which with i imagine with- like the f- the bigfoot sightings are like leveled up wendigos like they've gotten multiple patches of fur like they've eaten multiple people okay and they eat like creatures too like they'll eat like a squirrel or like yeah a pig or whatever and they'll take their skin too and stretch it over until they just kind of get bigger and bigger okay and then then it's bigfoot (laughs) (laughs) there's there's theories and that's like on some reporting so don't don't quote me on like that's like completely 100 percent accurate i don't know if it is i'm just going by my research well we'll do a bigfoot episode um and there's actually a lot of theories on how bigfoot came yeah so this is kind of one theory one of the theories is like it's actually a wendigo okay um so wendigos kind of have like some kind of scientific findings behind them because Mm -hmm. there is a thing there is a a diagnosis like a mental diagnosis called wendigo psychosis okay and it is a syndrome that creates an intense craving for human flesh and a fear of becoming a cannibal ironically this psychosis occurs within people living around the great lakes of canada and the united states so and that's like the official name yeah it's called wendigo psychosis that's crazy. So, so did when did the term Wendigo come first, and then Wendigo psychosis, or did we, uh, did we take the scientific diagnosis name and then name everyone Wendigos? I'm not sure. But well, that I mean, I feel like Wendigo sounds like an old kind of name, so maybe Wendigo came first. But I just have, I have a hard time believing that scientists would name, name it after like a, a old a legend. legend kind right. of. Well, and um, Wendigo psychosis usually develops in the winter when people are isolated by heavy snow for long periods of time. Okay. So it's kind of weird that, like, there is a mental disorder that kind of clicks in people's brains that live up north. It's kind of like somewhere along the ancestry, like, maybe 
one of their ancestors had become a Wendigo at some point. So they have like a link, like a mental link to that huh. kind of energy. And so they become a Wendigo. And like, or I like guess... they become this Wendigo psychosis where they want to so badly eat, eat human flesh. That's crazy. And do you think, or is there anything that goes into that that's like, like the logic side of me wants to say like what if it's something that they're eating or like their water is contaminated if it's in the same area you know it's just weird that there's so many cases of it and it's like all around the great lakes and like northern parts of the u.s like we've never heard of that south no yeah we're so we're south um we're in the south so no we don't have windows we have skinwalkers yeah um but um yeah that's crazy yeah, a lot, you know, a lot. Well, and it's kind of like, it's like science that relates directly back to that legend. Like, almost so specifically, mm-hmm. like, isolated during heavy snow for long periods. Mm-hmm. And the intense craving for human flesh. Bro, <laughs> humans are fucking weird. You know, we're all just sitting in our houses next to the fire, fucking in the winter blizzard. And, and then all of a sudden you're like... Ugh really use some human flesh you just look over at like your like you know child or something yeah, like, and you're like i wonder how that thigh tastes right isn't that fucking weird that's so weird humans are so weird okay okay so so crazy. wendigo psychosis is a thing yeah um so yeah that's basically like all i've got like on the research for wendigos okay so they just basically like live in the forest uh-huh um there are these big disgusting like smelling very nasty looking terrifying 10 foot creatures yeah they sound terrifying and in some in some legends they say that they can control the weather Mm -hmm. and they have stealth Mm -hmm. so that they can never be seen what really gets me is the mimicking i think that's what really scares me yeah and that's how they'll lure like because you know like you said Mm -hmm. like search teams will be out looking and that's how they'll get their next meal right then they'll go look over there and then boom yeah it's a when to go instead when to go meet yeah so that's um, crazy oh i'm excited to hear some stories because i feel like i don't know i didn't know there were so many recent ones and also wendigos are just terrifying yeah well because i think also they scare me more than maybe skinwalkers because i have such a vivid picture of what they would look like oh yeah for you know? sure you know i wanted to paint that imagery because i got that right off the bat yeah that's nice <laughs> yeah, that's really crazy. No, mine, you don't know. Skinwalkers, you don't well, know. Well, they kind of change their form. It's kind of right. hard to have like a... Mm-hmm. But Wendigos have kind of a, certain, a specific form. And mm-hmm. that howl is very haunting if you hear it, which we'll put a link to it. Yeah. So you can go have a listen along with this image that you have of a Wendigo. Ugh. And just the fact that it has this specific like mental diagnosis accompanied with it makes it even more real for me yeah that's crazy because intense craving for human flesh like it's just it's too much it's too real <laughs> yeah i know yeah because we talk about these like legends like oh yeah <laughs> but mm-hmm. like having that kind of proof that like actual people get diagnosed with that is insane yeah well and even if wendigos aren't real which they very well could be but even if they're not just the pure fact that there is a diagnosis Oh, yeah. You know, that people are, like, desperately craving human flesh. That in itself is terrifying. And, like, having an intense fear of being a cannibal, too. Right. Like, that's kind of, it's just kind of crazy. So, Wendigos aside, I mean, that's still insane. So, I'm going to pull a story off of the r slash Wendigo stories Reddit. Yep. 
um, from user the impertinent hawk one we'll also link this story in our in our reddit page right to go if you want to go see this reddit page or interact with this user um this story was posted seven days ago and the title is a wendigo encounter in maine so kind of crazy so from what i can understand this person like kind of grew up in maine which maine is like on that northern like a really northernmost region you can get Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily by the great lakes but it's like pretty darn close all right so throughout my youth and in through adulthood i've had several encounters with entities and energies that are not of this realm at least not as far as science and history is concerned these past few years especially i've had several terrifying experiences of being stalked while taking walks late at night around turner maine Sometimes I'm overcome with a sense of fear that's animalistic and an innate sense of paranoia that consumes me. As if something is watching from the woods and I need to get to safety fast. On other occasions, I've actually had something quite aggressive, quite aggressively follow me alongside from the tree line, chasing me from certain areas, whispering in low human-like tones as it moves in the woods alongside me. It sounds like human footsteps crunching along tree branches, leaves, but so much larger and heavier than any human can step. This thing can hurl itself from treetop to treetop. The power of it is so great that it has actually knocked down trees, full goddamn trees as it leaps, and I could not make... I could not fucking make this shit up. (laughs) (laughs) It is terrifying to be followed by something that's A, whispering as it walks in the trees beside you, even when you're running, and B, can seemingly teleport from one side of the road to the other in seconds. And C, it is so big it can knock down trees as it jumps from top to top. And D is so evasive it can do all of these things while remaining hidden and not perceived by the naked eye. So. What? Yeah. And then the encounters kind of get more intense here. We'll see. (laughs) Okay. So besides these encounters, I've actually visually seen something I can only relate as a Wendigo. It was either comfortable enough with my energy to reveal itself or something else altogether. Maybe it wanted to eat me. Maybe it wanted to possess me. Maybe it wanted to speak to me. I really don't know because I didn't stick around long enough to find out. Don't (laughs) fucking blame me, dude. Yeah, out of there. No, Christina, if it's fight or flight, Christina is sliding and she'll leave you in the dirt. (laughs) She will leave you in the dirt. Look. In the dirt, in the dust. Wait. (laughs) Either way, I'm leaving. Christina's out of here. Either way, I'm gone. Yeah. Uh, The energy of this thing, the way it looked, was so offensive so terrifying i only remained long enough to visualize what i instinctively knew was coming through the woods and was about to show itself to me i was frozen while i waited for this thing to come out of the woods looking back i don't know if it was curiosity or the power of the thing itself i locked eyes with this thing and when i did i was suddenly watching myself from its perspective as if i was now inside the creature yeah possession yeah Horrified, I tore myself away. Luckily, I was on the front steps right next to the door and ran inside with a lit cigarette. <laughs> um, I locked the door, hurried to my bedroom, and screamed for my housemate. I refused to even step out of the bedroom for the entire night and pulled down the blinds. This particular encounter was so terrifying, I was shaking for hours and didn't sleep that night. Some definite details I can remember of this creature was that its face was sunken in, its head very large in size, where its eyes should have been were craters of black and in the middle golden glowing orbs very very bright and flame-like it was on all fours but this thing can 100 percent easily walk if it wanted to the creature was very very thin i remember that detail very clear its chest was near skeletal and its stomach caved in 
as if it hadn't eaten in a hundred years. Its arms and legs were very, very, very long. Both arms and legs were insanely muscled and massive. Honestly, its arms and legs were the only part of the creature's anatomy that had any mass about it. The creature itself was big. I'm talking like 10 foot tall easy. And if I had to guess, it weighed anywhere between 500 to 600 pounds. It seemingly had fur covering some parts of its body along the tops of its arms, backs, and thighs, but the fur was scarce. Initially, I thought werewolf, but after looking up different cryptids, I can definitely say I don't think it was that. Another detail I remember was was its mouth. The thing was smiling at me. See, okay, <laughs> let's just pause there. Smile, okay. Anything, you can add smiling to it, it's going to make it ten times more oh, scary. Oh, 100%. No, wait, till you hear the next part of this sentence. Okay, okay. okay. Um, its teeth were razor sharp, almost needle-like and long. The size of its smile and teeth took up most of its face. Where a nose should have been, there were just nostrils, almost like a skull. And its face was very skull-like, and the whole body was very skeletal. No. So that's kind of like, and then they go on to ask, like, if anybody else has had kind of experiences like this, because they want to know that they're not alone. Right. So that's why they posted to, obviously, r slash Wendigo stories. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, obviously, they're not alone. I mean, there's a whole subreddit for it. Yeah, I know. So there's, like, obviously lots of encounters with Wendigos that happen. Dude, I would shit my pants if I encountered with a guy just... Or a girl. Well, and imagine taking a walk and you hear human whispers coming from the forest with these huge thunderous footsteps. Yeah. And the swinging from the trees. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And so counterintuitive because um, they are huge footsteps swinging from the trees, knocking trees down, but then they're whispering. And then also, he can't see them. No. Or he or she, they. They can't see them. Mm -hmm. So. That's insane. That story, like, whenever I was looking up, really shook me. I went through the, like, the Wendigo story subreddit for a long time, but that one was, like... And it was only posted seven days ago. Yeah. So, this is something very recent that, like, literally somebody went Mm -hmm. through this week. Imagine starting your week on a Sunday. Yeah, with that. Outside smoking a cigarette, and then all of a sudden you see that. On all fours, by the way. No, and you want to know... What I thought of was that guy that trained himself to walk. <laughs> it was just that guy <laughs> whenever, from TikTok. Whenever you, <laughs> whenever you said that, I just pictured the guy. Because they said on there that their arms and legs were super strong. And that's exactly what you said. Oh, yeah. And so I just pictured well, the TikTok like, guy. It makes sense that their arms and legs are super strong because they're getting around. But it's like they also haven't eaten. Like they're starving. And that's what kind of points right. it towards... Like, I feel like in that story, he could be looking at a skinwalker or a wendigo. Mm-hmm. Because they are both so similar, which was kind of the whole point of this podcast, was to point right. out some of the differences and, like, to diagnose, kind of, which one you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or just to, like, learn about it and be educated. Yeah. But anyways, I feel like he was definitely dealing with a wendigo. No, I think so. I 100% think so, because... Ugh, dude, and the smile. With the the ne- big smile with the needle teeth? Are you kidding? No nose. Just needle teeth, big smile covering its face. And no sunken nose. in eyes. Sunk- sunken in dark craters and just glowing kind of little flame spots where the eyes should be. Somebody said should like sketch this out. Oh, there's plenty of sketches. Are there? Yeah, we can link one. We can put one on the Reddit too. I saw one when I was doing my research from like uh, the website that I got my research from. That's terrifying. Quite terrifying. Yeah, we'll put we'll put pictures of like 
hypothetical Wendigos and Skinwalkers and things. So you guys can and look at that while you listen. We'll also link the YouTube video for the Howl, so you can like hear it. Yes, and I will also be linking a YouTube video to what Skinwalkers are supposed to sound like, because uh, that will tie into my story. Right. Right. So, um, that's kind of all. Um, just some real quick little things that, I, like, some little experiences that I have that I don't know if necessarily were, like, a skinwalker per se, but out at my grandma's house, she owns, like, an acre of land in the country, mm-hmm. kind of by where we're at, and, um, I would hear my grandma call me from the yard all the time, and she would call, like, my name, like, it was so specific, and I would hear it, and I would run outside, and I wouldn't see her out there, and I would go inside, she's watching TV. Yeah, and not to mention, where, well, both of our childhood homes uh, were super haunted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, also, that's, just... like, a whole nother thing we can get into in a right. later episode. Oh, but... no. Well, we're gonna get into that in, like, several different episodes. We'll, we'll have stories, but we'll relate it to the topic, but... Yeah, but... Um, um, could be a ghost, could be a skinwalker. Yeah, for could sure. Could be a go. But I would go in and ask my grandma, like, hey, did you call me? Because I just heard you yell my name from, like, the yard. And she was like, no. I've I been have, watching Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I have a very specific memory of that happening, actually, in your house now that you mentioned that. Except for, I don't think that we heard it in the yard. I remember hearing it um, in the, what does she call it, her outdoor porch? <laughs> Lola, okay, so Christina, okay, well, her grandma's yeah, name her is... her outdoor porch. Yeah, it's basically like a sunroom. Yeah, kind of. It was like an addition that she built on just for, like, extra indoor storage. Uh, right, and it, but it's a sunroom, but... But it's got, like, like lots of winds, windows. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, fully insulated, I don't think. No, it's definitely not, like, you're not going to hang out in there when it's hot, really hot or, or really cold. cold. Yeah. Um, But I feel like I have a memory of that, of us... I don't know doing god knows what and and Lola calling but from in the outdoor porch yeah and we like have a screen glass door that kind of cuts that off so it's like right you know if you're hearing something from in there it's mm-hmm. like pretty loud right and then we you know we'd run into because you have to kind of like go through the kitchen living room um to get there and we'd we'd leave from your room or wherever we were at to go in there and and Lola's like sitting on the couch yeah it happens a lot with like lola's voice specifically Mm -hmm. which is what we call my grandma Mm -hmm. yeah lola um but uh yeah i just have like those little instances of that which kind of like relates to skinwalker vibes but i don't know if it is that exactly and there could be very much like other supernatural things that could cause that yeah yeah definitely i mean let's hear your story okay mine is definitely i'm gonna say like skinwalker-esque um for sure so just to give some background um we are near the panhandle uh like kind of yellow house canyon type thing in texas um and prominent kind of skinwalker area also very prominent with indigenous history in terms of battles and wars there's been a lot of deaths to the indigenous people in this area as most um but in this area Uh, yeah yeah yeah. so it's just been really popular with uh lots of plains indians lots of battles happened around here um lots of comanche type activity so they were also kind of a brutal um indigenous tribe to begin with to other indigenous tribes as well they were they were pretty intense the comanches um so lots of comanche history just lots of history like that and my house is in a canyon so i'm like in prime (laughs) like area where the buffalo ran and like 
you know there's a right. river and shit like so um lots of crazy things happen there i could say like definitely safe to say i grew up in this canyon and then i bought my first home in this canyon so i bought my house we've uh my fiance and i have been there not very long and we surprisingly haven't had too many stories in this house but um one that really stood out was one night i was having a very difficult time sleeping i just couldn't sleep and it was like every time i woke up um i was very alert like i was very on edge and i noticed i have three dogs and i noticed we both have lots of dogs um (laughs) so i noticed that my dogs were kind of on edge too i it's either i would wake up for no reason or that's the thing that gets me is when the animals are on edge right because i know i'm not alone in my feelings like i know i'm not making this shit up in my head exactly and and so i have hardwood floors and I have, I have two smaller dogs and a larger dog. And the larger dog, he just, his nails be clicking. I promise we get them clipped, but he just, like, he's always just clicking <laughs> on the floor. I have pure and beam foundation, so my floor is hollow, and then you add the hardwood floor, and he's just clicking all the time. So, I'd either wake up to my dog clicking. I mean, and he was pacing just around our bed, just pacing back and forth, back and forth. He'd go to my side, then he'd go to Tyler's side, then he'd go to, and he just, I mean, and it's like every time I woke up, it was like he never laid down that night and you know i'd notice even even my little dogs they'd kind of whine occasionally they were just unsettled something was going on they were very unsettled and i couldn't sleep at all and i just had a really weird feeling kind of a gut feeling and we'd say probably this has been going on for a couple of hours now and probably close to around three or four a.m um i wake up to the only way I can explain it is an elk. So, yeah. Let's let's again remember that we live in the panhandle of Texas. Okay? We don't have elk here. Right. Not even anything close. Right? We have tons of deer. Yeah, deer. But deer don't make elk noises, right? I don't um, believe so. No, no, like I don't think they it's and I hate to imitate this for you guys. I'm like I said I'm going to we'll link the uh, supposed wendigo kind of noise you know um wendigos sound very similar to elk though um according to this youtube video that i put up which i looked up after the fact this happened with the the very high pitch kind of like wind up and then the wind down so i i don't want to imitate it but i don't really know how else to explain it if you don't if you don't if you can't if you're driving or something you can't go look at that video i'm just gonna have to imitate it i'm sorry you guys so it's like hmm it's like that but like over and over again really high pitch though right right and um i hear it and i'm laying there and it sounds like it's in the distance and i know damn well mind you my dog's pacing pacing this whole time and i'm like what the hell is that like and i grew up in this area you know like i've never heard this in my life and i i keep hearing it and i'm i have my back to tyler i'm like on my side so i can't see him that becomes important in a second um and it happens a handful of times maybe like three or four times but every time it happens it, it's like it's getting closer and closer to my house right right which is terrifying it's like something out of a horror movie oh yeah and and i probably would have like written this off like as if i was just tripping or dreaming or something you know but um the next morning wake up 
and you know it's it's a it's a day as normal and um where it's a weekend so we're just relaxing and uh i told tyler i didn't sleep very good last night like did you sleep okay and he's like no i slept like shit last night and i was like you did i was like was it because of the dogs he was like i know i didn't even really hear that and i was like oh what the hell i was like so so why didn't you sleep good and he was like, well, I just don't know. I just felt really uneasy and unsettled. And so I was like, oh, you did. And I was like, well, something. I heard something really fucking weird last night. I heard uh, what I can only describe as an elk. And Tyler was like, I heard that too. And I was like, you fucking did? And I looked at him like, you're joking, right? And he said, yeah, I heard that too. And he was like, and yeah, I mean, it sounded, it sounded kind of like a, like a distorted elk. And the first thing that had come into my mind whenever I heard that the night before it was skinwalker mm-hmm. and like like what are the like what are the odds of that you know i haven't really had any skinwalker experiences i haven't really i never would have thought of that i hadn't listened to a podcast recently about skinwalkers anything like that right right but i heard that noise laying there in bed and i thought skinwalker and tyler tells me he was like you know he was like i don't know i just felt like like it just really bad energy like a skinwalker and Tyler said that, right? The next morning. Right. And I was like, what the fuck? And he doesn't listen. He doesn't really like scary stuff. He doesn't really like scary movies or scary podcasts or anything like that. So he doesn't listen, you know, to that kind of thing. And he's not on, like, haunted TikTok or, you know. <laughs> so so I didn't even know that he knew what Skinwalker was. Right. You know? And I was like, you thought that? You thought Skinwalker? And he was like, yeah, I did. So that's all that really happened that day or that night. And I had called my mom. My mom lives in the same area as I do, um, in the same canyon and where I grew up. And I called her and I was like, hey, something really crazy happened. Like, have you, have you been hearing anything crazy? Um, you know, have you been hearing anything crazy at your house? And she was like, no, I haven't. And that was this, that was that morning, that morning after. And, um, I was like, all right, well, let me tell you this crazy story that happened to me. So I told her and the next the next morning so that was that morning we have the full day we go to bed everything's fine so my mom calls me the next morning um and she's like I had something crazy happen to me last night you know and she was like and I don't know if I would have thought twice about this like unless unless I I didn't know what happened to you and I was like you know what happened so they were remodeling their house at this time and um they had a camper trailer outside, which is, they, they mainly used it for, like, their kitchen and, like, bathroom kind of thing, um, because their kitchen and bathrooms were being renovated, but they still had their master bedroom, right? So, they would sleep in their master bedroom, but if they had to go, like, go to the bathroom in the middle of the night or anything, they had to, like, go all the way outside into the camper trailer. Right. So, my mom got up one night, like, the next night, that next night after that should happen to me. She gets up, and she's laying there. And she has to pee. And she's like, fuck, you know. And, like, their master bedroom is upstairs. <laughs> I have to, like, go downstairs and yeah. then go outside and, you know, in the dark, in the cold, um, and in the camper by herself, right? And she said that she just, like, she'd done this. You know, they'd been renovating their house at this point for months. And she'd yeah. done this several times, never was spooked out about it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I told her about my skinwalker story. And she was, like, kind of scared. And um, but she didn't say, she's, she said that she didn't think about skinwalkers when she woke up. But she woke up and she felt uneasy, you know. Yeah. And she didn't relate it to my story. Because my mom was really dismissive about this kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. She's like, oh, whatever is the wind. 
Right. She's also that dad in the scary movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's 100% my mom. So, um, so she heard, like, a, she heard, she heard an elk. And, um, and I, I can't remember exactly if she heard it while she was in bed or if she heard it while she was in the camper or using the restroom. Um, I don't quote me on that. Mom's, I don't want my mom to listen and be like, this bitch, <laughs> this bitch fucked wrong. up my story. But, but <laughs> I mean, it is, it is essentially that, um, she heard an elk, the wind up and the wind down, but it was weird. Yeah. And, um, when she woke up that night and she'd never heard that before. And, you know, she was really uneasy, had a hard time going to sleep after that. And I, I, I hope that it's in, <laughs> we'll update you on the next episode. I hope that it, I hope it happened whenever she was in the camper by herself, like going to the bathroom. That'd be more creepy, right? Than her oh, like, yeah. being in bed. Um, but Well, I don't hope for her sake that it happened I don't hope for way. her. Yeah, right. <laughs> but for the, for the case for, of the story. <laughs> for I, a good scary for story. For a good scary skinwalker story. Um, <laughs> but I'll update you guys in the next episode on that. But uh, so she heard that same exact noise the next night and she even mentioned her dog being really uneasy and like jumping up on the bed, jumping off, jumping up, jumping off, jumping up. And It's like they knew there was something out there. Which it, it very well could have been like a wild animal too. Something, yeah, but I mean the thing the thing I think that's the most um telling to us is that I mean my parents have lived in you know my mom and dad and now my mom and stepdad have lived in that house for like 35 years. Yeah, never heard it. Never heard that noise. Yeah. I I grew up in that area and then I bought a house in that same canyon. Never heard that noise growing up. And for me to wake up and hear that and think Skinwalker, for Tyler to hear that, think Skinwalker. And then... Yeah, it's all a little too creepy. Right. A little too coincidental. And yeah, and then for my mom the next night to hear that same noise. And and I I hadn't even looked up the YouTube video that we'll link, but I wanted to kind of see if it was the same thing that we heard. So I looked up, you know, Skinwalker noises, you know, clicked on the first video and... I mean that is what we heard, and so I sent yeah. it. I sent it to my mom, and I was like, "Mom, is that is that what you heard?" And sure enough, so a little that, creepy. That's um, that's that's what happened in those couple of days. Like, needless to say, I'm more scared to go outside at night. Oh yeah. Well, this kind of like wraps up episode one. Yeah, yeah. Episode one of Paranormal Uniflora. Hope you guys liked it. Yeah. Let us know if you have any Skinwalker or Wendigo stories. Um, yeah, like, um, go follow our, or I guess, what is the word that you do on Reddit? Sub- subreddit? Yeah, what do you do on it? Do you follow it? You join it. Yeah. yeah join, join our subreddit, subreddit Paranorma, r slash Paranorma Uniflora. Yep, just like we have it in the title and of this. And we'll post, like, when we have new episodes, we'll post sources and mm-hmm. videos and pictures if we have any. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any any kind of source that goes along with the podcast, we'll make sure to link it there. So if you guys want to follow along on the podcast with our Reddit page, which we probably should have mentioned before. We probably should have, but you know what? We already didn't. I'm sorry, guys. So uh, we're linking it here right at the end. We'll make sure to mention it in the beginning from <laughs> now on. <laughs> so uh, you can't follow along in this episode because we didn't mention it until like halfway through. But Yeah, well, it's all right. And the other ones, just know. <laughs> <laughs> follow our subreddit yeah for sure or join but anyways well i think that's it also that's a wrap. i mean if you're listening 
um and you're not our family <laughs> uh recommend to a friend uh like leave a review spotify yeah apple podcast follow us on spotify or whatever it is that you do whatever it is i don't honestly know i don't know either well, i just know we'll i have out. like podcasts that just pop up i think it's follow yeah i think so too yeah follow leave a review but um and let us know of anything that you would like us to talk about that's like paranormal or spooky yeah yeah we have tons of ideas but we could definitely use some podcast ideas if you have any yeah let us know we're always open we have a we have a you know list going we'll just add it yeah for sure but anyways okay guys thanks so much that's a wrap bye